0: Well, you know, you couldn't very well interview yourself. I mean, you know, if you had access to a Gordon from another timeline, that would be a fascinating interview.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Patty Kempton, who has been described to me, she has not said this to me, but she has been described to me as an Or Patrol super fan, to interview me for this podcast. Or Patrol is playing Carolina Indie Fest, and we're playing at three o'clock on Saturday, September thirtieth. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away from the moderator role and let Patty begin to interview me. So. Thank you, Patty. Why don't you go ahead and get started?
0: Thank you, Gordon. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to learn more about, I am a super fan, so to learn more <laughs> oh, about one of my absolute favorite bands. And in that vein, I know that the where is less important than the when. And I know that the now is most important of all. But inquiring minds really want to know more about the band's history in this timeline, so that's going to be our focus today. I love it. I love it. So can you Talk to me about where and how you and all the members of Ort Patrol met.
1: Most of the members of Ort Patrol have been longtime friends. Ort Patrol was a thing that really began in twenty, the end of twenty twelve. I had been working as uh, in communications for a congressional campaign. It was my first foray into working in politics, which I no longer do. And I thought I was sort of getting out of music. I had played for a long time at a band called Dr. Powerful and many bands before that. And Dr. Powerful sort of, I don't want to say fell apart, but people moved to different places. And I had the challenge. Well, I challenged myself to write songs by myself. And I wrote these songs beginning at the end of 2012 through a lot of 2013. I recorded this album with a friend of mine named Mike Kane on drums but it was this was really less of a band and more of a recording project because i always say i i just kind of can't not write music and i wanted to see what would happen not much happened but that album came out in 2014 i then brought my very good friend ben brown in on guitar who's an amazing songwriter i always say his songs smoke mine i brought him in but still it was Very much a recording project. There were times when we'd get together and practice, but um, we just would release music on Spotify and the other streaming services, and we didn't have any push behind it. There was no fanfare. It was just kind of like, here's this. In 2018, I met Tom Hudson, who is now our drummer, and that led to your husband, Tim, asking us to play... Carolina Indie Fest in 2022 and that's kicked off a whole kind of new level of things.
0: So um, you just talked a a lot about um, your drive to write music and create music and mentioned that um, Ben too is a a songwriter. So um, I'm curious about, um, you know, what, what musical, genres broadly you enjoy and what inspires you and if there are particular artists who inspire you
1: oh gosh that's I mean I could probably talk for hours about this but um you know as a uh as a young as an early teenager I discovered heavy metal and then at the same time I had the opportunity to get a guitar. I was not very good at guitar. I was not good enough at guitar to play heavy metal. And when I discovered punk rock and around 1993, I think I was like, Oh, I can, I can do this. I couldn't do it very well, but I could do it. And that's sort of been the driver behind everything I've done ever since, you know, like I listened to all kinds of music as a teenager. I was probably a little bit of a snob, like, I think a lot of teenagers are like, that's not punk rock. I haven't cared about that in a lot of years, but it's still what I can play. You know, you can, you can write a song and it can come out a lot of ways. And for me, it's going to come out as sort of punk rock or pop punk. I'm just really interested in good songwriting. And that's, that, that was sort of, like I said earlier, what made me want to, sort of challenge myself to write songs by myself and see how they would come out if I presented them to a band or a producer etc
0: so talk to me a little more about that creative process like how how, do you and Ben write collaboratively do you write independently and then bring the songs back to the the band or is I know you're the authorized spokesperson in this timeline. Do you also have executive control of what music you all produce and what you don't? Or how does uh, that
1: work? Not really. Uh, ben and I have written together in the past, and some of those things have become Patrol songs. Uh, most of them haven't been realized in this timeline, so to speak. But um, around 2008, he and I, he was living in Wilmington and I was living in Sanford. And we uh, we started... A little recording project called Young Blondes, which just sounded sleazy enough to to kind of be a nice little punk rock band. But our idea was just to have fun. It, we had just the two of us and a drum machine. It, I mean, we never played live. There was never a full band. But Ben has been in a lot of bands that were sort of uh, kind of big inspirations for me. Ben is an amazing songwriter. And when I started doing Ork Patrol and wanted him to be involved, it was kind of like hey, why don't you write some songs? And he would send me demos, and I was like, I, I can't add anything to this. I just want to play it as you've written it. And it's it's been a blast. It's been a blast ever since.
0: So talk to me about how you get from Young Blondes to Orc Patrol as a band name.
1: <laughs> I can't. I truly can't remember the where the Orc Patrol name came from, but when I landed on it, it just, you know, the Oort cloud is the, the, the furthest flung reaches of the solar system, the objects that sort of define the globe of the solar system. And I thought that kind of, you remember like Calvin and Hobbes, Spaceman Spiff, like that, yes. it just, that hit me. And I was like, this is a perfect name for a punk rock band. And yeah, we can kind of joke around, and have a lot of science fiction references, but this is a good sort of world to, to build within and it's it's just always worked since then
0: I love all your science fiction references they speak to my inner nerd and I Thank
1: you so much very
0: appreciative of them um particularly and it seems like you have a wide um variety of sci-fi influences so talk to me a little bit about that like what where do you draw inspiration from what sci-fi are there particular films or um tv series or you know, talk to me a little bit about your inspirations in the sci-fi realm.
1: I mean, you said inner nerd. I've just kind of, as I've gotten older, like enjoyed the outer nerd. And I don't know if you can see behind me, there's a, uh, there's a poster back there and that is the French poster for Star Trek four. The one with the whales. And that's actually a gift from Ben. And that's a movie that came out when I was maybe six or seven. And I don't know, like, even as a little kid, I wasn't I wasn't thinking of myself as a uh, science fiction kid. It would kind of hit me in my early 20s. Like, oh, man, I'm really into this stuff. I watched Star Trek The Next Generation. I can remember being a really little kid and watching my older brother watch the original Star Trek. I watched Stargate. I watched Star Wars. I watched Terminator. I watched... Predator all that stuff like some of it leans into horror but I always enjoyed the weirdo aspect of it like the kind of what if there's don't get me wrong there's bands that have touched this stuff before but it struck me as really fun to kind of make that a theme for a band and it hasn't stopped giving me inspiration so I've just rode with it
0: I have to say one of my favorite song titles of Soylent Majority I mean <laughs> And that's reaching a bit. So I really admire that. I think that's that's fantastic.
1: Well, well, that one's so much fun to me because it struck me as like the perfect mix between the whole punk rock thing and the science fiction thing. Like Soylent Green is made of people. And then like, you know, I don't know if there, there's probably a punk rock song from like the early 80s called Silent Majority, you know, which was probably like a, a critique of Reagan. but I'm not so much interested. I'm I'm very interested in politics as a person, not so much in my songs that's, that's been done and I think people have done it better. So why would I try that? But it just felt like the perfect opportunity to write a song that put both of those ideas together. Even if it's just like a kind of political aesthetic, that's more science fiction than political. And it came out great. It's, it's one of the songs that we've been playing. That's like gotten the best crowd reactions. It's
0: a great song. So i so I have to I wanna back up just a for a moment and ask about not necessarily focusing on politics um in, in your songwriting, yet I feel like many of the songs certainly have references to political topics, if not specific political concerns. For instance, Captain's Union. I I mean yeah. that arguably is sort of you know, politically topically oriented
1: no yeah. or <laughs> no i uh that literally came from i have a friend who's from here in sanford who was had an, uh was working in a studio and asked me to come and record and that's one of the only or patrol records it turned out be, uh, it was called humans which is a deep space nine reference but I was leaving that studio in High Point and I drove past on the highway the, uh, the Teamsters Union building. And one, it blew me away because, like, we don't have an organized labor thing in North Carolina, really. But there was this Teamsters Union, and I have another hour to drive and I landed on Captain's Union. Well, it turns out I don't know that much about organized labor and those issues. So I wrote three songs each of which was initially called the captain's union and I liked them all, but I, I sort of worked them into a, a, you know, like a concept record and each of those songs contains the phrase captain's union, but really it's, it's not about organized labor, but I I like that aesthetic of like, it kind of looks political, but it's, it's not, you know, and Hey, I have a concept record, you know? Yeah. that, that's gotcha. where that comes from i'm i really love punk rock and it can be political it doesn't have to be it's often not but i like that i like wedging that look <laughs> into into what we do even if it's not political and it may be political underneath at all i don't really know i don't i don't sit down with the intent to write a song about x y or z it just it kind of comes out and i look back at it later and go oh that might be about this or that but it's just more about creating a song and having fun with it.
0: Cool. So um, you mentioned the album Humans and, and the concept album for the Captain's Union. Talk to me about what inspires your cover art, which is fascinating to me. All of your album covers are a little bit, there are two that are very similar. Um, Sagan Youth and Flying Saucer Working Party have this same look.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it. That's the same art. That was uh "Flying Saucer Working Party" is the first track from Sagan Youth, and I just released that early on Bandcamp. So it's it's the so same picture. It's it, it, the, yeah, it, same. Yeah, it's just so, colored a little different. But all, almost all of the art, if not all, I, yeah, with the exception of popular uh, or unpopular mechanics, yeah. um all of it has been done by my cousin Byron. Raphael who lives in Nashville he's an amazing artist he's we grew up we're the same age we grew up together and I can always bounce these dorky ideas over to him and be like this is what I'm thinking for my stupid punk rock band and he's like I love it give me give me a day and I'm gonna shoot you back something that's awesome so he's the artist I I don't you know I have I can write I can play music I can't draw I can't create graphic art He's the one that does that, and he's always done an excellent job.
0: Absolutely. My hat is off to Byron. That's awesome. Tell him the fans approve.
1: I will. I will.
0: So talk to me about what, of all of your oeuvre, what is your favorite song to play?
1: Oh, gosh. Probably Humans. Um, I like Flying Saucer Working Party a lot, but Humans is a song that, if you listen to the recording, I have nothing bad to say about the person who recorded it or the way it sounds, but the song is arranged a little better. It was a song that probably shouldn't have been recorded at that time because it just wasn't quite there yet. And through playing with real with real people, other musicians, we've gotten it to a place where it's just it's a jam now. And uh, the rest of the band seems to enjoy playing it and the when we've been playing in front of people the last few months, they seem to enjoy it, so I would say humans.
0: So I, that you touched on something there that I'd like to explore a little more. Are there other songs that you feel like have evolved a little since they were recorded to playing them live in the number of um, gigs and venues that you've been performing? Not
1: so many. I mean, I think that's probably the only one, but that's only a function of with that 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 humans EP that was really just me and our buddy mike who played drums prior to tom and i've made these demos at home sent them over to him said this is where we're going to show up and record them and with humans in particular this is one that's like well maybe this works better maybe that works better maybe we can streamline this and and that song has um changed since we recorded it but but i think for the better
0: so um Talk to me about what your ideal performance venue is now.
1: I mean, anywhere where people will kind of show up and look in our direction. Well, I've got an amplifier behind me and a guitar in front of me. And it's a real privilege to be able to do this at 43 years old. And I like the uh, shows that we've played where we're in a tiny venue where we're on the floor and people are basically right there in our face. I loved Carolina Indie Fest last year where we were on a big stage and the first song, I don't know if you remember this, but in the first song, this little girl who couldn't have been more than four or five years old, if that, she came running out and was just like dancing around and that helped me get over my nerves. So it's, it's fun to do it no matter what. I think the ideal is that people are watching and paying attention and having fun.
0: You've now had as a band several opportunities to play in your hometown now uh, you mentioned ben being in wilmington so i'm not sure i know ben's hometown um uh or or tom's hometown are they
1: ben is from wilmington um tom is from rocky mount i'm not even from sanford I've, i've lived here since 1996 though so So it's
0: effectively your
1: hometown yeah we're gonna say you're adopted it's as close to a hometown as as you could imagine um but but yeah playing here is cool we to back up a little bit we got asked well tim asked us to play carolina indie fest in 2022 and that was like we were a band we were practicing but it was like we have to get an hour's worth of music together In the process of that, we got asked to play at a club in Durham called the Pinhook. Uh, I think it was two nights before Indie Fest last year. Through that, we met a guy named Scotty Sandwich. Scotty's a great guy. He's a big personality. And somebody told me after we played, he said, you know, that guy, Scotty's looking for you. And I was like, oh, oh no. Does he, like, want to fight me or something? Like, when you (laughs) hear somebody's looking for you. But he came up and said, look, hey, man, I got a studio in Oxford. I love you guys. I want you to come up and record. Um, basically you can do it for free he we recorded four songs in february with him he mixed and mastered it he connected us with a guy named dan mitri who is the owner of board of death records and in july we had an ep come out on a label it's been pushed by the label and we played all these shows in chapel hill durham raleigh and that's really cool It's been really cool. We played at Wild Dogs Brewing in Sanford on August 5th, I think. And it was cool to do that. And it was sort of a throwback to being in my 20s when we would play these local shows. And there's just nothing like it. And a lot of people came out, a lot of faces that we knew. It's just it was just so much fun because because so many of us, even if we're not from here, we have long histories here.
0: And do you feel like this is sort of a turning point? Having these introductions to Scotty and um, the owner of Board of Death Records, like, do you feel like this? Um, I feel like this, this, this is the timeline in which, from this point forward, Or Patrol gets really big.
1: So, I mean, I don't know about really big, and I don't know about a turning point. I mean, maybe that's probably a fair way to to put it. But I can say this: I've been doing this stuff off and on since i was like 13 or 14 and this one feels different people are reacting to it in a way that i've never experienced before who knows how many more opportunities you get like this so it's just like let's do as much of it as we can and and have a blast and and roll with it you know
0: so is there anything i haven't asked you that you wish i had asked
1: you (laughs) i don't know i don't know I, i told um i told cliff wheeler and garrett wheeler when I interviewed them last week that uh, Tim asked me if I wanted you to send me the questions in advance. And I said, no, no, that that would violate my journalistic you know, principles. Um, so I've been trying to think of what you might ask, but this is all good. I, I would just maybe say like, if people want to check out Ork Patrol, we're on Spotify, all the streaming services, there's a Facebook page, there's a uh, Instagram page, or patrol.bandcamp.com You know, this is something that I do for fun. I have a job, obviously. Everybody in the band has a job or a career or both. And we are really stoked that people are responding to the music. But, you know, if you want to check it out, give it a stream. Come see us play at Indie Fest and and just have a blast. That's what it's all about. I
0: do have one last question for Go you. Go for it. Tell me what the members of Ork Patrol are doing in alternate timelines right now.
1: (laughs) Well, the Ork Patrol Foundation considers that information classified, but the outcomes will reveal themselves probably through (laughs) our social media posts.
0: Awesome. Gordon, thank you so much for this opportunity. This has been super fun.
1: Thank you, Patty. This (laughs) this has been awesome. I love getting grilled. Everything equal, two times a day and once at night. It's made from people, a sweet expression of the right.